another episode of people why do i always say welcome back it's not like they were waiting they i mean we have kept them waiting i feel bad about it but i don't yeah it's not very it's not really a welcome back it's more of a hey what's up hey come on in yes yeah something like that with like a hand motion that brings you closer have we like seen this before so we don't like take it no no well we apologize for another hiatus. We don't apologize. I apologize for another hiatus. I don't. Derek is unapologetic about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have been working on some different elements we can bring to the show, trying to make it better and make it more fluent and enjoyable. I think after um, we had to cope with the loss of Schwab and Collins not being on the show anymore, we both fell into a very deep depression. Well, those episodes were very, like, philosophical, and yes. it, it had to resonate with some people. So we, we wanted to try to bring an element of the show on to every episode now to try to have, you know, some outside opinion as well as our own. So we have a treat for you today. We actually have a good friend of ours named Josh Lane, who plays baseball at Taylor University. Yeah, He's going to be joining us. Up in Indiana. Indiana. Like where the Pacers are. Yeah, it's I think it's pretty cold up there right now. I would imagine it is. It's yeah. like cold everywhere except for down here. No, it was freezing this morning. Yeah, it was like 50... 55? It's pretty cold. That's not freezing. It was pretty cold. You said freezing. It was pretty cold. That's an opinion. I was really cold. That's my opinion! I was cold. <laughs> well, Josh is coming to us live from Taylor University. We're going to call him in. It's actually our first um, call-in, so bear with us. Uh, but... Here we go. Here's our interview with Josh. Hope you guys enjoy it. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. All right. You are on Peaked in High School Podcast. Introduce yourself. I'm Josh Lane. Oh. Went to high school with Grant and Derek at hey. Yeah, if you're listening and you don't know who Josh Lane is, uh, picture that one guy at your old high school that all of the girls had a crush on and you could just never match up to. You don't need to be humble here, okay, mister? You were Mr. Uh, Mr. Calvary, Mr. Calvary Man. So, we don't, need, we don't need to hear you tell us how, oh, oh I wasn't, uh, no, I don't want to hear it. Just, take, right. just take our compliment. All right, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's up, Josh? What's going on? I'm pumped to be on the show. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, we're pumped to have you. You are actually our first uh, call-in guest on the show. So, yes. a, I mean, if it doesn't work out, then we'll know because we'll just know that it doesn't work out. Yeah. I, I don't know where I was going with that sentence. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Taylor Baseball. Taylor Baseball, dude. So, we already started our season, which is nuts because uh, – Usually we don't start till February, like middle of February, but we were down in Florida the last two weeks, and we played six games. We're four and two right now. Wow. And uh, we took down the number 10 team in the nation, which is, is awesome for us. Uh, because Where was that? Was didn't that have any, wasn't that Kaiser? Yeah, Kaiser. That was right. big for us. I did see that. Because uh, we didn't have any top 10 wins last year, so already to get that off our chest is good for us. You know, it gives us some confidence. We're excited, man. We think it could be a special year. That's awesome. I, I think I saw something online that said that you hit a walk-off. I did, man. It was a blast. It was That's a blast. awesome, dude. Yeah. It was, it was a neutral neutral game. So, like, we were home, the home team in Florida. 
Wow. So, uh, got to hit the walk-off in front of friends and family, which I wouldn't have been able to do up here because, you know, no, no friends or family up here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I saw the video. I was a little disappointed that you didn't bat flip. But, we, were down, we were down by a run, so I had to run in case we didn't score two. Yeah, that's yeah, true, that's true. You know, that's probably another contributing factor as to why I don't play baseball is because I don't understand the situational awareness aspect of it. But, you know, you did, and you got the win, so that's, that's pretty dope. That's I have huge. only hit one walk-off. Okay, that's not true. If, are, we, are we counting team sports? Sure. Okay, so I've hit a few walk-offs then. But I only hit one walk-off with an actual baseball, and it was intramural baseball at Calvary. <laughs> and Coach Weppner was pitching. <laughs> and so he just gives me a nice little softball, and I just cranked it. And that was probably the best feeling of my entire life, and I don't think nothing – I don't think anything will ever top that. Did you do a backflip, though? I did. I did do a backflip. And I got yelled at because he told us not to throw the bats. Nice. So he almost awesome. threatened to take my walk-off home run off of the uh, the board, which really would have pissed me off. Wow. But, you know, Derek, how many how many uh, Team Sports dingers do you think you have under your belt? Oh, I've got a lot. <laughs> the, no, 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 no. <laughs> With the little yellow Yes, yes. No, but I'll never forget. I'll tell a quick Team Sports story of a walk-off. It was the championship game. My team, we were down two runs going to the bottom of the last inning. We got a quick run, and then we got a couple of outs, and then Mauricio Joyel steps up to the bat. Oh, yes. <laughs> Listen, Mauricio, first pitch, just cranks it, and it, it, it would have it gone out if there was two fields. Oh, my goodness. He just cranked the walk-off in the championship. That's incredible. Now, if you're, if you're listening to this, um, we didn't get to play with, like, a normal sized like wiffle ball bat. We had to play with like the like the skinniest. It, it almost felt like a bamboo stick. It was it was a little tikes bat. Yes, it was a little tikes bat. We always we, we all wanted the bam bam like red bat. Yes. I think Schwab, I, if I remember correctly, at least in my class, he gave us like one time we could use it. No, one at bat. They actually ended up getting like these solid black bats. Yes, but we weren't allowed to use those either. No, I remember because we had them and we weren't allowed to use them. Yeah. It's whatever. I mean, team sports, wiffle ball was probably the closest I'll ever get to, to playing college baseball. Not even like, you know, like T-ball. That, that was the closest I've ever gotten to playing collegiate baseball was <laughs> wiffle ball. I mean, it, it was pretty fun because, I mean, you got to – I was I always wanted to be the pitcher, and I, I don't – I did. I led, I led the class in strikeouts. Uh, I mean, I don't know about all that. I did. But... I know I – know <laughs> We know we can have Schwab. We can have Schwab uh, yeah. open up the archives. Yeah, he's got the archives somewhere at his house. Wait, Josh, weren't you in our uh, team sports class one time? Oh, we had some legendary classes. Yes, actually, the I remember. Thing we didn't have, the only thing we didn't have was Derek Chair's ACL. Yes, that's true. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That never happened. Can I reprise a memory that I know Josh remembers? Is it the soccer thing? It is the soccer yeah, story. I was just going to mention. So, there was one class, and to give you background, Soccer was by far the like least anticipated sport in all of team sports. Yes. No one wanted to play it That's because true. we didn't I don't know if it wasn't I don't know if it was like we didn't like running around for it, but it was just like no one was that good at it. Every sport that we played was two two week periods yes. or two week seasons. 
Soccer was one week. Soccer was always one week. Because Schwab knew that no one wanted to play it except for, like, Garrett. But yeah. that was it. <laughs> Anyways. So. Garrett, Garrett and the couple of, of um, foreign exchange students. Yes. yes. Juan Jarmilo. Yes, exactly. That dude got a concussion in my he class. Well, I... What? Anyway, we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one later. But, uh, so we're playing soccer. My team had been knocked out, I think, like, in the, like, semifinals. So it was Derek's team against Laner. Wasn't it your team that he was playing against? It might have been. Okay, so for, for lack of, for lack of, we were either on the same team or we were playing against each other. But I know we were both in the championship. So whatever the case was there... Derek's team has a chance to win the game. Late, and Schwab, late, late in the game. John Schwab was always the clock, as well as the stat keeper. He was the clock. <laughs> he so was everything. He would give he would give you like a ten second, like fifteen second, ten second warning. So Derek has a breakaway up the field to win the game. This is all true. And he just unloads it and kicks this ball. And I think he may have missed the goal by, I think, 15 feet straight up in the air. The ball goes onto the road. Yes. That's beyond the goal. For some reason, Schwab decided that we were going to play completely perpendicular to a, a, a major road. A major road <laughs> that the fence was not big enough for comfort. So he kicks this ball onto Cyprus. And we're all dying laughing. And next, Derek takes his shirt off. Throws it on the ground, has some choice words for John Schwab, and how he says that, we'll just call it, soccer is the stupidest sport on the face of the earth, and I'm going to the front office. <laughs> and that is the hardest I've ever seen Josh Lane laugh in my entire life. If I, were, if I recall it correctly, right after I kicked the ball, I knew that it was really bad. So I just screamed the F word as loud as I possibly could. And then you heard me on the ground for like ten minutes last yes. yes. And then you heard the John Schwab butts. Come on. He drops the Come clipboard. Don't do my mouth. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes, Derek also we got brand new pickleball. That's your that was your favorite sport. Like at Calvary, besides like baseball, of course. But uh you you and uh, Goose were always like in the pickleball tournaments. Oh yes. Like like oh, it's good. nothing. Yeah, they were nasty. So there was there was one segment we had where we were doing pickleball, and John Schwab tells all of us, Brand he's like these are brand new paddles. If you throw them, or have intent, or if you look like you're intently throwing it, then you will run the mile. And every time Derek did not get a point for his team, he took this paddle and he flung it like it was so perfectly frisbee. that it would go like 40 yards and hover just straight down this field. And sometimes, sometimes it would be downwind and yes. it would just catch it would catch a piece of wind and it would just soar. And all you heard at that point, besides the uh, the pickleballs hitting the asphalt in the background, you hear butts run the mile. <laughs> and then followed by that you would hear Frick you Schwab <laughs> Yes I think we may have set the world record For most times saying the word frick In a like maybe Four or five month I don't know what the word is I'm looking for there Spin. Spin. There we go, yeah, there you Perfect. go. That's why we have you on the show right there. That's why I'm on tonight right? yep. yeah. That's the sole reason So um <laughs> 
tell us, Josh, what is the biggest difference between high school baseball and college baseball? Uh, well, I mean, college, the biggest difference is college baseball, it's, it's more of a grind. It's, uh, I mean, it's year-round, I mean, just like high school is, but, you know, you're here on campus and your coach, you know, you can practice all the time and whatnot. But, I mean, once you get into season, it's it's like 60 games. High school's like 20 games. Right. Oh, wow. So your season is way longer. And, uh, you, you know, you're playing a lot more games per week. You're playing five or six a week. So in high school, I think you can only play three games max per week. Right. So it's just a lot more. But that also makes it fun. I mean, games are way more fun than practice. We all know that. So oh, yeah. It makes it more fun. But it, it's a blast, man. It's a blast. I mean, it looks like you guys are having fun out there. I haven't, seen, sure. I haven't seen an Instagram post of you not smiling yet. So. True. <laughs> but, um, Josh, let me ask you this. Who's the nastiest pitcher you've had to face so far? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. Just straight cheddar. Straight cheddar. Well, we faced the kid last week at Kaiser. I wouldn't say he's the nastiest we faced, but the most recent one I can remember. We faced the kid at Kaiser who was throwing, like, 92 or so. Oh. He, uh... He was a transfer from Florida State. I think he got Tommy John or something at Florida State. So he left and went to Kaiser. And uh, he was throwing pretty good. There was like five or six MLB scouts there to see him. So mm, wow. he had a nasty slider, I'll tell you that much. Wow. See, like, I, I used to be terrified when I would do, like, kid pitch of people, like, hitting me with a curveball. <laughs> and you were the kid who ducked out of the way and then it came back and no, if you remember correctly, when we used to play T-ball, I would always end up having to be catcher for, like, one inning because, like, everybody had to do that. And I – my dad would be pitching the ball from, like, a crouch maybe, like, 15 feet away. <laughs> and he's throwing this ball, like, just slight overhand, and I would just be terrified. Probably more terrified of the bat hitting me than the ball. Wow. But I was that kid that would, like – I'd purposely sit like five to like seven feet away from the batter and the ump would be like, all right, bud, you have to move up a little bit because uh, you're not going to be able to catch this ball if you're <laughs> sitting that far back. That's hilarious. Nah, I... Curveballs, man. Even in team sports, I would be terrified to get... Yes, old. because there were people like Connor Rowland and Alec Breezy and Matt oh, Jones yeah. that would just... Or just... Tommy Taborda. Yeah, Tommy Taborda. Yes. yes. <laughs> Straight Chad. Yeah. No, I mean, like, in with those Board was balls. also a victim of the throwing paddles. What'd you say? Board was, also, was always a victim of oh, throwing yeah. the paddles, yeah. too. Board would, would throw the shoe. Board would take his shoe off and yes. yes. Well, that's because his paddle would already be on the field. <laughs> so he needed something else to throw. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so, uh, another question for you here. Um, while we're on the subject of baseball, I, I have a bone to pick. With the entire Florida Marlins franchise, Miami Marlins. Call them what they are, Miami Marlins. Get out of here. The fire sale Marlins. <laughs> the Derek Jeters. <laughs> so, I remember when we traded D. I was kind of like, oh man, that really that really stinks. And then when we traded Ozuna, I was like, gosh, that that sucks. And then when we traded Giancarlo, I was just like, this is absolutely awful. And then when we traded Yelich, I was like, this is the worst day of my entire life. And it's very reminiscent of that tr- that trade that we've mentioned 900 times. 
and I, I keep thinking, like, it, if we don't know our history, we are doomed to repeat it. And it seems like what has happened yet again is the Marlins are saying, we want to rebuild and restructure our entire franchise and, and grow guys up from, from the ground up. And I just, I don't personally understand what exactly transpired. But, you know, you are huge into Miami Marlins as well as the, the New York Yanks. So give us your inside scoop on what exactly it is we should expect from the Marlins and how should I feel about it if I'm not supposed to be feeling upset and angry and depressed. No, I, I get that. Grant, I actually, I started off with the D Gordon trade probably in a worse place than you did. I was very bummed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think D. Gordon is as valuable as you can get for the price we've had of a second baseman. You think about his 2015 season, I think it was. Uh, he was uh, NL batting champ, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Gold Glover, uh, uh, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, uh, if not Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, hits for a great average, steals a lot of bases, you know. Yep. And then when they made the lineup change to shoot and put Stanton hitting behind him, I thought, you can't have a better one-two combo in the MLB. Oh, definitely. So I was, I was really disappointed to see him go. But um, here, here's, here's the thing. Now that I've, I've moved on from being upset, now that I get, like, <laughs> time is set in, it's reality, we don't have those guys anymore. Here's the thing. You know, I'm not as upset with this ownership group as I am the last one. Right. I yeah. think... Gloria signed Giancarlo Stanton to a $300 million contract. Yep, he did. No one can pay that, man. I mean, no wonder the only team that can pay that is the Yankees, right? Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm upset that, man, why in the world did we sign that contract? I mean, there's we knew a Miami franchise can't, can't pay that. I mean, we can't pay that to a whole team, better yet, one guy. Yeah. So, I mean... I'm more bummed at the past ownership and just their their decision to just hand out money, you know, like Oprah does. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. But, yeah, you know, I mean, now, I, I guess think... if, if you go in, I, I would have preferred this, Grant. I would have preferred to see us get rid of Stanton and get some pieces in return from him that we can use now and hang on to the other guys yep. and pick up some pitching. Because I think yeah. if we pick up some pitching... I think we can compete. I think we had one of the best lineups offensively last year in the league. I mean, you talk, you said all the guys, Yelich, Ozuna. I mean, Real Muto, we haven't even mentioned him. Yeah. If Boar stays Well, out, I haven't mentioned him because we haven't traded him yet. Well, he actually just asked for a raise. Who, Real Muto? Yes. Well, now we can give it to him because <laughs> we don't have anyone that <laughs> we saying anymore. Yeah. So. But I get it, man. I'm bummed. I'm bummed. But I guess their thinking was, hey, if we have to get rid of Stanton, then we might as well try to restart things here. And, you know, now I'm, I'm trying to buy it because it worked for the Cubs. It worked for the Astros. So, you know, hopefully it worked for us. True. The Astros and, lost I mean, 100 games thing. like three years ago. Yep. So. Here's the thing. We, we have been a historically bad franchise, right, overall. We've, we've been bad. But we already have two World Series championships. That's true. I mean. 97 and 03, we've only been around since 1993 was our inaugural season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you think about how long it took the Cubs to get another one. Yeah. <laughs> I let's, mean, let's hope so that doesn't become the case for us. The problem is we're, we're all getting sour because we've seen too many bad seasons in a row, you know? So, yep. I mean, we're ready for them to make the playoffs. So, the last thing we want is, hey, wait a couple more years, you know? Oh, definitely. I think that's the thing with 
with the Marlins that's so frustrating to me specifically, and I've I've voiced this opinion on multiple uh, social media platforms, that once you get a guy that is showing you the production that you want to get out of a draft pick, out of a minor league prospect, like uh, Christian Yelich, you know? Once you get a guy that's proving that that he is a a stud, what sense does it make to ship him off and hope that you can get two guys that can do that? It's like going it's like going to a casino and you know winning a hundred bucks on a slot machine and being like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna put it back in and see if I can double it. Like it just to me, I see I see the Yelich thing and you know I don't know if. I don't know what his feelings were about playing for the Marlins. I know he was a little bummed that they shipped everybody out, and I'm glad that he's, you know, in a better situation that he can kind of be the man in now. But as far as Giancarlo, I, you know, and you know because you have been listening to the podcasts, but, you know, I, like I said before, I, I wanted to see him at the beginning of us recording the podcast in, I think, like November is when I started to say, I want to see him on a team that can compete for a pennant. Because he deserves that, and he's a good player, and him playing for the Marlins, like he was just never gonna be able to get there. So from like a, a fan of him standpoint, I'm happy that he's with an organization that knows how to win. However, I don't feel like you know right this second, that this year. I mean, my opinion, this year I know they're not gonna make the playoffs. Who? The Miami Marlins are oh, not gonna make the playoffs. About the no, the Yankees I think could could take it all the way to the World Series. Yeah, to be honest. But um, I'm just saying it's it's always frustrating from like you said it's always frustrating from a um, a trust the process type of a standpoint. Just because we see how rough the next few years are gonna be, and I hope that you know a few of these guys that we've traded for in the like you know 195 dra- uh, minor leaguers that we've acquired yeah like maybe three or four of them end up being really good and we can start competing again but it's like i remember and you remember too cuz we used to always go to the uh, Marlins games when i was younger uh like i i knew the whole like lineup when i was like 11 i was a huge fan of the Marlins because they they gave us something to hope in but it's very, very Marlins reminiscent to see someone finally get really good and then they're gone. So I'm just hoping and praying that at, at some point we can hold on to somebody that, that grows up in the system and, you know, we can breed some, some really good stud players. But I don't know, man. Like I, I said once the Giancarlo trade went through that maybe I was going to take my talents to New York with him. But... I don't know. I, I was a little butthurt about it, to be honest. But I don't know. I, maybe there's a silver lining in it. Maybe I just need to sit in the dark room and, and put on some some sad R&B and just kind of reminisce on the Marlins for a little bit. <laughs> hey, the one positive thing so far is uh, in this Yelich trade, we traded for a guy named Lewis Brinson. Hey, yes, I know what you're going to say here. Yes, yes. So first of all, he was in the Futures game last year. Yeah. And got a little bit of time in the big league, so he seems like he could get a starting spot this year. We'll see how he does in spring training. But, bro, how about his childhood hero was Juan Pierre? Yeah. Yep. And uh, Juan Pierre that. surprised him today in his workout. So, mm. I mean, you guys, you've seen the story, right? So it's, it's yeah. that's one cool thing. One cool thing in all of this. He yeah. grew up. He grew up in, in. If I remember correctly, I saw an article about how. When he was growing up, he put on his, like, what I want to be one day. He said, I want to be a um, Florida Marlin or Miami awesome. Marlin. 
So that's awesome. Dream come true for him. I, I think that, you know, maybe that could be a silver lining. Maybe he could turn into a stud. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the kid because he's yeah. going to live his dream out. Totally. So. And he's a hometown kid. He grew up playing at Coral Springs High. So yeah. Awesome. We have a few friends that went to, to Coral Springs that were telling us about that. And, you know, super cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel a little bit more confident in the Marlins than I did maybe like a week ago. But, you know, still, still depressed still very depressed about it but um josh who's gonna win the super bowl uh oh i don't want to say it but i'm picking the eagles yes Yes. that's a hot take yes i agree completely eagles man i'm believing in them give me give me your reasoning behind that it makes no sense at all (laughs) i love it i love it already Quarterback. More stitches. So I'm just going, hey, something crazy is going to happen here. And Nick Foles is going to walk away with the Super Bowl. Yeah, now, I think Nick Foles is going to go for 300 plus and maybe like two touchdowns. See, what's funny is I was listening the other day to uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to every day. I don't remember which one it was, but they were talking about how every single year for the Super Bowl, they released the entire, like, 106 man rankings of every single guy in the Super Bowl of like where they rank at and obviously number one was Tom Brady number two was Gronk now ready for this number 53 was Nick Foles hey and you know who else was ahead of him Brian Hoyer Brian Hoyer and Nate Sudfeld were both ahead of Nick Foles what yes Nick Foles' backup was Nick Foles' backup was ahead of him on the players rank I swear on my entire life that's dumb so I see that, and what I also see, though, is Nick Foles has been absolutely killing it the past few weeks. Sure. He's been playing great, and you know why? It's because he's in an offense, in my opinion, that is geared towards quarterbacks having success. Because Carson Wentz was killing it the whole year, and Nick Foles comes in and basically just picks up right where he left off. I'm not going to say he played the exact same level of Carson Wentz, but what I am saying is I'm not like looking at this game and thinking like, Oh, well, it's Tom Brady versus Nick Foles. Oh, no, I'm saying it's Tom Brady's Patriots versus Philadelphia's defense is what's really going to be the highlight of this game. I know that I think, in my opinion, the Philadelphia Eagles have a lot better of a run game than the New England Patriots do. I think J.H.I. could have a really good game. I hope J.H.I. gets a ring because he's going to give out on them in like a week. So. His knee? Yeah, both his knees Yeah, I mean they have a they have a nice little three headed monster up in Philadelphia though. Yeah. With, um, and Darren Sproles is hurt. Even hurt all Well he tore his ACL and broke his arm on the same play this year. He tore both of his ACLs and broke his arm on the same play. Either he tore both his ACLs and oh broke his arm or gosh. tore one ACL and broke both arms. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now I'm just imagining Darren Sproles running, his ACL giving out completely, and he's falling to like land on his arms, and both of them snap like Goran Dragic's ankle. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, even still though, like <laughs> the Eagles have uh, Legarrette Blunt, uh, JHI, and uh, what's his face? Corey Clement. Corey Clement. Yes, and he—they're all starting caliber running backs, in my opinion. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's starting caliber, but they're all they're all able to compete at a very high level. Yeah, sure. So, I think the storyline is still uh, Brady's hand. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's oh what everyone's God. talking about. Oh, he's getting his stitches out. Oh, he's getting a new Under Armour glove for his hand. So everybody, that that's the one thing that some that, like people are gonna look at and be like, oh, well, you know if. Brady, if they lose the Super Bowl, then all the Patriots fans are going to be like, oh, Brady's hand is messed up. Yeah, whatever. But, no, I, I, I like it. Let's I think Eagles. I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. That's just... I, I Last week, my heart was shattered into a thousand pieces because I thought the Jags were going to hold on. But, you know, they didn't, they didn't really have a, a great... Uh, I'm not going to say it's Blake Bortles' fault because it's not. He played pretty good. He he got more. They got more out of him than they were expecting. It's the coaching staff's fault. They were throwing the ball when they were up ten. Well, I mean, next season when they have Kirk Cousins, then. Oh, that's a bold prediction. Nah, dude, I'm completely kidding. Kirk's definitely. I, I said before I thought he'd end up on the Jags, but now there's been reports that he's talking to the Denver Broncos about signing there. So I think it's gonna be a, a Broncos. He could go like he could go literally anywhere. But the Jets can offer him the most money. The Giants, I would like to see him play for the Giants. That's I, not happening. That's personally where I think he's going. You you but you <laughs> genuinely honestly think he's gonna go to the Giants. I do. Hmm. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm Here's... not I'm not gonna say you're wrong because I could see it happening as well. But the thing is with Kirk Cousins, I feel like there's it's something's gonna happen and someone's gonna make a huge I mean, move. The Giants obviously showed last year that Eli Manning's not the guy anymore. Yes, but they also have a very, very high pick that I'm sure they'd rather take somebody to put under Eli Manning and learn from oh him. Oh my gosh. What? What is wrong with that? What pick are they? Aren't they like four or five? I think they have hmm. I'm pretty sure they're top five at least. This is something I should know. So I don't know. I don't think they're two. They're the number two pick. Oh, there you go. That's I don't know. No, 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 no. They're they're definitely they have been looking heavily at Josh Rosen. Is from what I've everything that I've looked at is they're very interested in Josh Rosen. All right. Well, if they draft Josh Rosen, then I'm wrong. But I just I like I like Kirk Cousins going to to New York. Okay. Well, do you think Rosen should be the first pick, the first quarterback pick? You know. I personally, I think that Rosen is the best NFL-ready quarterback. Yes. I agree. Coming out, but I think that Baker Mayfield's going to be the best. He's going to have the best career. All right. Am, All right, am, am I ready now? Can I? Can yeah, I say? Go ahead. Go ahead. The most pro. Don't say. If you say Josh Allen, I'm going to leave. The no, but the best fit for a pro-style offense in the NFL is going to be Josh Allen. Oh my god. Because he is the prototypical no stop it sit down i'm leaving i'm no out. you're not you do this on every episode okay listen. you have gone out of your chair on every episode josh allen did you see his numbers last year did you see mitch trubisky's numbers last year for Me, for for Chicago? unc and he still got picked number two because he's a he's big horrible he's not no no, no that, that season was not on him oh okay he had no you're gonna tell me right now that he had wide receivers to throw that ball to 
you know, it's, he didn't have anyone to throw not, the ball to. It's not Trubisky's fault. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. Say what you're gonna say about. No, no, no. Because I was waiting for you to say. Oh, but Tom Brady doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to either. Look what he did. But no, Josh Allen. He's a big guy. He's a smart guy. He had a down season. You know who Josh Allen reminds me of? Ryan Tannehill. No, Brock Osweiler. That's very disrespectful. Just my personal opinion. Um, Brock Osweiler's he's really tall. He's really big. He played for the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. No, I mean I don't know. I think I think the Browns are gonna take hopefully they take Rosen first and then Barkley at four or flip flop back. Ooh. That's what I would love that. That's what I think. I would really like to see the Giants somehow get Saquon Barkley. Because if they could if they could get a run game back and an, add another quarterback, that's a very, very see, scary Now offense. what if what if Cleveland takes Rosen first and then the Giants have the second pick? Do you think they take Barkley and then go try to get Cousins? That I think they trade out of it. That offense would be nasty. Imagine Cousins, Barkley, Odell, Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard. I'd like Ben McAdoo. No, he's not their coach anymore. <laughs> Come on. Man. I'm sorry, Ben McAdoo's slicked back hair. <laughs> anyway, nah, dude. I don't know. Josh, Derek, what, I like what? I like that call. The Thank only you. problem is, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I don't know if I want to go to New York with Eli still there, just because of the awkward man. I, you know? I understand that. I understand. But that. I would love to see that offense, man. Well, would be nasty. let me oh, just say. Word. That would be fun to watch, bro. Yeah. Well, Let me just say, somehow Kirk Cousins ends up on the New York Giants. Then, almost a lock that Eli Manning gets traded to the Jaguars. That I, Eli wow. Manning. I'm telling you this right now. Eli Manning is no better than Blake Bortles right now. I don't yeah, know. I agree. He's no better. I don't know. You you know why I don't know is because it's the same argument that I had about Trubisky. Because he had nobody to throw the ball to. And you're Odell saying, Beckham was having a great season before he got hurt. He got hurt the first game. Yes. He was having a great season. <laughs> I don't he, know if you he actually was having game. a really good game in that game, though, before he got hurt. Yeah. That ruined my fantasy season. Yeah. That ruined it. Wait, how, how did you do in fantasy? Did you only do one league? I only did one league, Grant, and I'm embarrassed to say I tied for last. Oh, boy. Did you get killed with, with We injuries? do a family tradition where if, you, if you're last place, you wear a bear hat on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> around Disney World, and everyone knows. If anyone asks, you have to tell them why. Oh, that's awesome, It was terrible, man, but here's what happened. I had Dalvin Cook and Odell Beckham oh. as two of my first three picks, and they're both done. Yep. Yeah. They're both out for the year. There goes my team. Listen to this. I got somehow, some way. Ready? Ready to hear this three-headed monster that I somehow ended up with? I had my. F- I'm not even gonna tell you who I got in the first round. Ready? Todd Gurley, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown were all on my team. Oh my gosh! And you know what pick I got Antonio Brown at? What? Fifth. No. No. You know who went right before Antonio Brown? Who are you playing? You want to hear who went before Antonio Brown? <laughs> Jay Ajay. <laughs> no! Oh my gosh. I remember I texted everybody at that draft and I was like, 
Yo, I just got Antonio Brown fifth overall, and no one believed me. I said, guess who went in front? Jay Ajay. And, and no one at all believed that. But, oh, my word. All right, who so wait. Here, I can I can top that three-headed monster with oh, my three-headed monster. There's no way. Yes. Oh, actually, I do know. Ready? I had Le'Veon Bell. This is bullcrap. This is absolute bullcrap. Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. What? And I came in fourth place overall in that league. Because Odell got hurt, and then, I mean, not Odell, uh, Antonio Brown got hurt, and I also had Russell Wilson on that team. He had a really down game that, that those last couple of playoff games. Yeah. But yeah, I got, I got killed by uh, um, Antonio Brown getting hurt. Well, if you want to hear about, if you want to hear about a team that is an absolute and utter sheer disappointment, I had arguably the best wide receiver, wide receiving core in the entire like fantasy universe. I had Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, um, what's his face? Will Fuller, when he was on that tear, I had him too. And then I also had Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt. And I had Zach Ertz. And I had the Jaguars defense. And I had, uh, what's his face? Uh, Zerline, Greg Zerline. But my quarterback was Marcus Mariota, and he lost me every single game. Wow. That's hilarious. But what would happen is, like, it... It's just when it when it rains it pours. Like there would be one week where Kareem Hunt would have five points, and then that would be the week that Leonard Fournette would get suspended, and I'd get the alert two minutes before the game starts, yep. and it wouldn't let me switch him out. And then I'd say, you know, fantasy gods out there, I need Marcus Mariota just to have like 200 yards and two touchdowns, and that's all I want. And he throws for 175, a touchdown, and two picks, and I'm sitting yeah. there like, you've got to be kidding me. But then like that would also be the week where I'd I'd be losing like 170 to like. 95, and then like 40 of those points were from like Julio Jones randomly, or like the ja- no, 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 you know what it was? There was one week where the Jaguars defense had like 38 points for me, and I still lost the game by like 90, which is absolutely asinine. But I mean, it just goes to show that like fantasy sports, it's it's some of it's most of it's luck, but I don't know how on earth I placed like. Fifth in this league. I didn't even make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's nuts. But, um, all right. So, what were you saying? Did you say something? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's transition really fast. I just got this news because I was at work all day, but Kevin Love broke his hand yesterday, I think. Yes. Yeah. And his replacement is going to be Goran Dragic, which is so awesome. Because he doesn't – I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves. He's hes such a good, like – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Game manager. Yes, he's the Alex Smith of the NBA. Yes. Because he's not going to have a – he's not going to have a night where he's putting up like 35, 10, and 10. But he's steadily going to have, like, 17 points and, like, eight assists a game, which is fine by me. Like, you'd at least want consistency out of your point guard. But um, I don't know, dude. There's just, there's been so many injuries. John Wall's out for the next, like, I want to say six weeks. Six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Kevin Love broke his hand. So or maybe, no, John Wall's two months, I think, which is eight weeks. It's, yeah, it's, like, six to eight, I think, on there. But his is, like, contingent on, like, 
his recovery and whatnot. So if he finishes in six, then he can get back in six. Okay. Kevin Love is going to be out for a minimum of six weeks. Cousins. Cousins towards Achilles. Achilles. So, yeah. it's like, no, it's the same thing with fantasy. With fantasy, like, football and whatnot. Like, you don't want to have your draft way too early. And LeBron James and Steph Curry had their fantasy basketball draft way too early. So, I don't know, dude. I think... I want, I want to hear your opinion, Josh, about what on earth is happening with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because, because I want to be the first to say, at the beginning of us recording this podcast, I said, everyone needs to chill. The Cavs are not that bad at all. Once yes, we get IT back. I can quote you on that. I listened to that episode. Yep. I remember you saying that. I mean, and I agree. I agree. I agree. I know it's been prolonged. I know it's been brutal. But I agree with you, man. I mean, the Cavs, they're going to show up when it matters. I think they're biting it now, though, uh, for trading Kyrie. I think they're having a lot of second guesses. Oh, I love, I mean, I love me some Kyrie Irving. Oh, I, I love think, me some Kyrie. I, first of all, that was bizarre how that happened. Yep. Let's just trade him to the team we're most likely going to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. And right? lose to. That's yep. brutal. But I think the Cavs will be fine, man. I mean, LeBron James, he's been in, what, the last six finals in a row, maybe? Seven, seven now? Seven. I mean, I think he's going to find a way to get back there, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then I'm hoping it's a Kyrie-LeBron showdown. That would be so great. And I know, I know, I know that the Celtics are going to finish with a better record than them. So they're going to have think- home court advantage. And I see the Celtics winning that game and winning that series in seven games, to be honest. Wow. I would like to see that happen. I would would love nothing more. Did you watch Warriors-Celtics the other night? That was the best game that I've watched in a series. Imagine that for seven games. But, see, the thing is, the reason why I think... I'd, I'd much rather have the Cavs go up against the Warriors. You've seen that for the past three years. Well, yes. But the what Warriors I'm saying have is... The dominated every single series. But I still think that the Cavs are going to get it together. I think that they're going to get it together. And not only will they get it together, but they're going to go on one of those like Cleveland, Cleveland Cav streaks where they win like 15 straight games. And then everyone and their mother is going to be saying, oh, the Cavs are the best team in ba- uh, baseball, basketball. And, oh, they're, they're back to their form. And then playoffs come around. You know, you just, like you said, you cannot bet against LeBron James in the playoffs. But this is looking very rough. Because, the, like, just the, the fact that they alone had a players-only meeting that's bad. Like they have like three of those every year. But that's what I'm saying is it's it's when, it's when Coach LeBron comes in. And yes, says, LeBron James says, "Everybody get in the room right now," and he just yells at everyone individually. And he says, "Hey Lou, stay outside real quick." Yes, <laughs> assistant Coach Lou, as Skip Bayless calls him. But um, no, I mean it's just I I don't want to say I'm I'm nervous about it. I just I. I think that LeBron James himself should be in the finals every year because he is the best player in the NBA. No, he should win MVP every year. Well, yes, he should. That but does that's... not mean that he should be in the finals every year. No, because of the fact that... The best team should be in the finals every year. But you know what I'm about to say, and it's going to really piss you Are off. Are you going to say the best team is, is nope. the team that nope. LeBron is on? Nope. Okay. The Cavaliers, in my opinion, are still the best team in the East. 
I mean, okay. I disagree, but okay. That's okay. No, because you're going to say that the Celtics are the best team in the East. They are. And what's going to happen is when they get to the playoffs, LeBron's going to take them in six, and I'm going to say the same thing right now. LeBron's going to take them in six? I'll put money on it right now. So that that's saying that the Cavs are going to win at least two games in Boston. They will. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Because eventually they're going to get it together. Because every single season we see this happen with the Cavs. Is, oh, LeBron James can't get along with his players. And so-and-so isn't shooting well. And so-and-so gets hurt. And, like, Kyrie Irving, I think, like, two seasons ago, didn't he not play the first, like, quarter of the season? Because of his knee. He hurt his knee or something. And everybody was saying, oh, well, when Kyrie Irving gets back, hopefully he's going to, you know... Be in good shape to play, and he comes back, and he was and really rough for a few for a few games, and everybody was like, "Oh, Kyrie's not and then good." The Cavs won like twenty five straight. Exactly, and I can see the Cavs getting their crap together and going on a monster tear. They could, they could very well do that, but they're not going to get the one seed in the East. They're not going to get the one seed. I don't think they're going to get because the there's a better team. than They them didn't get the East. one seed last season. I know. You know who got the one seed? The Celtics. Led by Isaiah Thomas. Who's the best point guard in the NBA? That's retarded. (laughs) (laughs) And there's actually a picture that I saw today that one of my friends sent me. And it was like, it was Kyrie. Wow. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Like, standing almost right next to the half-court line, like, jumping up in the air trying to get LeBron to throw him the ball. Yes. And the caption, and LeBron has the ball, and the caption says something like, when you're not the point guard for the Cavaliers anymore. Yeah, it says when LeBron says you're not the point guard <laughs> And he just has the ball in his hands. And Isaiah's, like, jumping up and down trying to get him to throw him the ball. But, yeah, I think they're really, like Josh just said, I feel like they're really regretting giving Kyrie away. Well, I mean, Kyrie did say, I, I mean, I don't know if he said it, but... It, it has yeah, he, leaked that he said, oh, well, if you refuse to trade me, then I'll just have, like, knee surgery yes. and I'll sit out the whole season. He needs knee surgery. He does. He has a this, – isn't it the same knee that I was just talking about, like, Yeah, it's just, he just needs a, I don't even a, know, a like, follow-up kind of surgery. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's one of those surgeries that, like, he can play on it still, but if he has the surgery, it's, like, to clean everything up and whatnot, and then he would, like, have chosen to – Sit out the season to recover. He's, yeah, he's doing it after the season. He's going to get surgery after the season. Um, after they lose to the Warriors in the final. Kyrie Irving, I, I've, <coughs> I've said for years that he is one of the best point guards that I've seen in the NBA. But, I mean, obviously Steph Curry's still the best point guard in the NBA. That's just not even close. But John Wall is hands down the best two-way point guard in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. Who who's a better two way point guard than John Wall? Kyrie. No. Oh my god. You need to you need to quit, Skip Bayless. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, whatever. Well, I'm talking John Wall like before he. Did okay, it. and I'm talking Kyrie on the number one total defensive team in the NBA. He is. He has picked up his defense, which which is interesting because I think the number one knock on Kyrie. Was like, oh well, he's an offensive-minded point guard and he can't play defense. He gets traded to Cle- or Cleveland. He gets traded to Boston and then he's putting on a show on defense. So yes, I could, I could. Why he's still that. dropping like thirty a night? Yes. Well, he's also like, <clears throat> he and and the, the other thing about Kyrie that's just unbelievable right now is he's doing almost exactly what LeBron James did. He's making all of his teammates so much better. 
Yeah. Like, if you just tell me Al Horford's an all-star because... Al, Al Horford's really good. But Aaron Baines? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is... I don't know. I don't know. Are where you about were... to knock him? No, I'm, I was saying he's oh. he's he was good coming out from college and into the NBA. But really I feel like he's now really, really, yeah, almost he's, elite. He's, to probably, be he's probably gonna win Rookie of the Year. He know. might. I, I think he was the yeah. best draft pick. Oh, yeah. he was. He was a steal. He's the best. He was. Well, I mean, I don't know what what's happening with Fultz right now. Has he like? Is he okay? I think no, he's still hurt. He's not. Okay. Isn't it his shoulder still? I think so. Josh, have you seen him shoot free throws? No. Oh. oh no no no! It's his it's his actual shot now. That no motion is his because shot. because of the fact that he's, he's been hurt. His shot because of this injury. Well, it's it's literally yes. like if you stepped up to not you like calling you out like a normal human being stepped up to a free throw line and took like a ten pound medicine ball and tried to shoot a free throw with it. That's kind of like <laughs> it's it's honestly it's really really bad. That's brutal. Like I saw him, he was like shooting around at like a 76ers practice the other day. And I saw him shoot a three, and it was it was honestly I can say without a doubt it was the ugliest shot I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, Joakim, have you seen Joakim Noah shoot it, a three? Uh, okay, I'll give you that. But that's, that's a seventy-sixers luck for you. Yeah. <laughs> Two years in a row. Two years in a row, number one draft pick out for the year. Yeah, yeah man. I don't know. I, but, I, but Ben Simmons, it was it was worth it for him because he's it was. he's really 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 good now. He's All right. All right, Josh. We're gonna we're gonna close out our phone call in from you with a little bit of a uh, what, do we, what, what, what would we call this? I don't even know what you're talking about, so I don't know what to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a riddle? Is it a no? It's not a riddle this time. You know what? I've kind of given up on doing the riddles. Yeah, because I've gotten them. Because you've gotten all of them. So Not all of them. I got stumped on one or two. You've got, yeah, you've got most of them. So, I mean, we have this. Hold on, let me get it up. Wow, Grant, way to be prepared. Okay, well, I don't want to like ruin the recording with trying to get it up on my computer. So, can you get it out on your phone? Then? What I don't know what it is. The picture, the the picture surfacing around oh, Twitter now. Okay, okay. There's okay. one of these. Um, Josh, I don't know how present you are on Twitter and whatnot, but apparently Grant says that this picture is going viral on Twitter. Um, here, should I send it to him on his phone? Or? Josh, you have the picture? Yeah, I've got the picture. <laughs> oh, okay. so you know what we're talking about. Yes. This is, uh, is this the uh, pick two to the picture? <laughs> yes. This is yes. the pick two. So basically, if you're out there and you're listening and you haven't seen this picture, <laughs> it says pick two. They will def- pick two. So basically... Two of these options are going to defend you, and two of them are going to try to kill you. So, the first picture, it's... No, no, no. It says the rest of them are going to kill you, right? Yes. What okay, if... so you pick two to defend you, the rest of them try to kill you. Yes. So, basically, what's happening here is you pick... There's, out of nine options, you're picking two of them. The rest, the rest of the other options are trying to, like, viciously murder you. I don't know if, like, viciously. Well, it's pretty vicious because they're all animals. They're all animals except for one of them. So here's the options. No, it's a male. Here's the options here. So the first option, option number one is 50 eagles. These are eagles, right? They is look it like an eagle? I, I, don't I know. think it's an eagle. It looks like an eagle. I think it is. Okay. It's either an eagle or like a, a falcon or something. Yeah, okay. So we'll just say eagles. Yes. So 50 eagles, like full-size eagles. And they're like... 
Aren't they like eight feet wingspans too? Something. These things are massive. Like LeBron. Yes. Or Hassan <laughs> Okay, so you can either have 50 Eagles slash Falcons. Okay. You can either have 10 full-sized alligators. Are they alligators or crocodiles? Uh, they look like alligators because crocodiles have like the narrow okay. or snouts or something like that. I don't know. Or three full-sized grizzly bears. So three Cody's. <laughs> yes. Three, three of Cody Hampton. <laughs> um, so three grizzly bears, seven oxen. Ooh. And they have horns too, like big horns. Okay. You can have one person with a shotgun. Okay. And I let's. Why don't we say that's that, the tricky one? Because there's so many different ways this could go. Because how it many doesn't bullets tell do you. Exactly. So let's just say it has a regular size like round. So like six, six or so bullets then. Six. That's it. It's like shotgun shells. So it's like a wow. double barrel shotgun. Oh, okay. I'm definitely that might be changing my dick. Yeah, that changes my pick entirely. But you have, but you have a gun. So. Yeah, but there's when there's fifty falcons flying at you. Have you ever shot a shotgun? You shoot it, and it doesn't. Yeah, but what if they're coming from all over the place? <laughs> you just shoot randomly. <laughs> we only get six of them. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you have to really. Well, let's just. Yeah, but that's it. just for the eagle. Okay, let's the move on then. The okay, so you don't want him then. That's fine. He can continue. There's more. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> Fine. So the person with the gun. Uh, you know what? The person with the gun's not even in this anymore. What about infinite bullets? You just have to. No. <laughs> you have to you get time to you roll. get infinite e- eagles then? Did they have? In- it's one person. So one eagle with like infinite amount of claws. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the next one. This Let's one's go, interesting. Ready? So fifteen full size wolves. Okay. Full-size wolf is a very big wolf too. Okay. Okay. Or it's like an it's like an overgrown cat. This one this one's actually kind of interesting too. Ten thousand rats. <laughs> so ten thousand rats. Rats aren't vicious. They just carry Have you? the the black plague. Rats are very vicious. Yeah. Well, they're vicious death machines. Have you seen ratatouille? Yes, they're vicious. They're they don't not. listen. They were told to leave and they didn't listen. Vicious. All right. Five full-sized gorillas. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's a strong <laughs> Five ginormous gorillas. That's terrifying. Or four full-sized lions. Okay, is it is it the lion or the lioness? They look like they're male lions. Yeah, see, they're not that vicious. Oh, my. Lionesses are the aggressive. Okay, ones. so fa- like four scars. Then. Yeah, four scars. He four killed bottles. Mufasa. No, no he, he didn't. Said, yes, he did. He just he just hit his claw. No, he didn't. Edge. He said, "Long live the king." Yeah, but then he just kicked his claw off the edge. His paw. So you're telling me that that wasn't premeditated? Sure, it was. It was murder. He murdered him, which would mean that he killed him. Okay. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Sure. Okay. So four full-size lions. Now, let's hear let's hear your picks here, Josh. You get two, two of those nine. Actually, you know what? Two of those eight because we're throwing the gun out. Yeah. I guess. Now, now I need I need my phone back to, to to pick my picks. Go ahead, Josh. This is a tough call. This yeah. is tough. Yeah, for sure. I I think the gorilla is a lot for me. Yeah. Five gorillas. It's a good pick. I'm feeling pretty good with that. 
Yeah, that's definitely like a falcon or a hawk. That's okay. definitely not an eagle. I don't know. Alright, anyway. Okay. But I'm, I'm debating here on my second pick, but I think I'm going to go with numbers. I think I'm going to go 15 wolves. Ooh, okay. okay. I think I'm going 5 gorillas, 15 wolves. So I got 20... I got 20 pretty solid animals here. And I think wolves, I mean, they, they work as a team, you know? Yes. They go in packs. They're very so smart. I think, uh, I'm definitely worried about the bears and the lions, but I think that I got five gorillas and I've got 15 wolves. I think I think we can make this work. Okay. Okay. All right. So you, got the, you picked the gorillas and the wolves then, right? Yeah. Final picks. And everything else is trying to kill you. Here. All right. Honestly, you want to go first? I think I think the rats are going to give you some trouble. That's what I'm saying. The rats are going to give you some We're trouble. not thinking about them. They're going to give you some heat with ten thousand of them. Ten thousand of say like these are these are not like little like gerbils. These things are like you know six to seven inches long, and there's ten thousand of them. So Derek, is that your way of saying you're picking the rats? No, 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 no. I'm still trying to decide. You can go ahead. Okay. Oh, well, I already have mine. Second, the second I saw this, it was easy. You're obviously going to go with the 15 wolves because numbers, and that's a big, that's a bigger animal than people are thinking, and they're vicious, and they're quick, and they can jump. So I'm going with that, but then I'm going to go with bodies. So you got three full-size grizzly bears. Grizzly bears are, are massive animals, plus... They're pretty versatile and they're quick too. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like that gorilla is the same size, if not just a little smaller than a grizzly bear. So you would you take more. would you take a grizzly bear or a gorilla in a, in a fight? A gorilla. Really, you'd actually take a gorilla over a full fledged grizzly bear? Yeah. Who? Okay, so now have you seen the new Jungle so, Book? So they've walked into each other. Baloo. He's like the softest little thing ever. He's a grizzly bear. So, Bill Murray. So, so a monkey comes up and slaps um, Mowgli. That's his name, right? Mowgli. Yeah, Mowgli. Yeah. Mowgli slaps him across the face right in front of Baloo. Wouldn't you be terrified if you slapped Mowgli across the face in front of Baloo? You'd be terrified of that bear. <laughs> No, we're talking like the, the bear from uh, Over the Hedge. Oh. RJ! <laughs> okay, well, listen. Right away, I had a problem with this list. Why? My problem was, was okay, there's there's decent animals on here, but they, they're, they're missing one. They're missing an animal. Are you going to say an elephant? No, I'm not going to say Are you going to say a honey badger? No, I'm not gonna say not a honey badger, but that is that is sugar a, glider. No, not a sugar. Two hundred thousand sugar gliders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna say a hippo. Oh, Ooh. it's missing hippos. Yes, but you're right. Hippos you're are right. the most territorial animals on yes. planet. Yes, Earth. but we're not. What if they're in the city though? Like, what if this battle happens outside? No, yeah, it doesn't say where the battle's happening. So it I'm doesn't say that, but that's a variable you have to take into consideration. But wherever a hippo is, he's gonna he's gonna be territorial. So if it's it. in, if it's out right out outside of your house, you're gonna take a hippo instead of a grizzly bear. Yeah. Oh my lord. No, I mean I'm assuming if it's a hippo, it's gotta be near water. It's gotta be in water. No, we're we're not taking geographical location. This could be in space. 
Okay. I still take a hippo. You space. take a space hippo over a space gorilla? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so after, after I got over the, uh, the hippo thing, then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take the dude with the gun, right? Because yeah. he's got infinite ammo. I just don't know because it doesn't clarify. It doesn't. It doesn't specify. Okay. And I'm with I'm with Josh. I'm obviously taking the gorillas. That was that was my first obvious. But like, if you think about it though, also with the gun situation, um, people shoot grizzly bears all the time, and all it does is just make them angry. So like, think about that. Like, if you if you have a finite amount of bullets, and you shoot a an angry like pissed off gorilla, it's probably not gonna die unless you shoot it straight in the face. And you're not going to get close enough to I mean, do that. Have you seen Planet of the Apes? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm so torn. Because I am I, I am taking the... Gr- the what? The gorilla. Okay. You guys did bring up a good point about the wolves. The the, the numbers. I, 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 I'm struggling with my second pick. But you know the ten thousand rats. That's that's hard to. What are you looking at? I'm just. I was just listening intently oh, while I stared off in the distance. The ten thousand rats is like that's a lot of rats. I mean, and I don't, I don't know how that's effective. A lot of rats. I don't know how effective it would be against you know like the fifty hawks. That's also probably a slept on one too. Yeah. To be honest. Because they, they're up in the air, too. But if I'm taking the hawks, I'm not taking the gorillas. Hmm. If I'm taking the hawks, I'm probably going to take the wolves. Now, but think about this. Now, now you have an element that none of these other animals have is the air attack. Yeah. And if it's a falcon, those things can, like, dive from, yeah. like, hundreds okay. of feet in the air straight down like a torpedo. That was that was definitely my third pick. It was, it was going to be the man with the gun with the gorilla. Or it would be the hippo and the gorilla. Yeah, but the thing is, is the gorilla beats the man, the man beats the gun, the gun beats the gorilla, and if you tie, you die. Oh. That's why they're on the same team. Yes. Okay. No, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in. This is my final answer. I'm going to lock in the 50 birds, whatever it is. 50 hops. unspecified angry sure. birds. Sure. I'm going to take those, and I'm going to take the 15 wolves. Oh. There you go. Okay. Because I feel like I feel like the birds, if there's fifty of them against ten thousand rats, I feel like they could take them out pretty quick. That's a good call. Because yeah. that's what they feed on. Yes. They swoop down and, and get those they are rats. Predators of, of rats. I mean, they eat a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go with the birds and the wolves. Well, guys, if you're listening to us, we're gonna put the poll up as to whose picks would probably stand the like best chance. In a, a death match with all the other ones. So, um, Laner, we're going to let you go because we know that you have uh, better things to do with your life than we have. Scholar no, dude, I've had a blast. Thank you guys for having me on. No yeah, problem, man. Dude, so thank much you. Fun, man. Hey, I mean, time. whenever you decide to come back down to South Florida and, and see all your your friends that you're so much better than because you're a college baseball player and we're not, uh, <laughs> we'll actually physically put you on the episode. Yes. Maybe have Goose there too. Yes. Awesome. All right, man. Goose and I, hey, Goose and I, man, we listened to a couple of you guys' episodes on the way up to Passion Conference. Oh, we're sorry. So we were loving it. We were loving nice, it. So nice. Goose is a fan of the show too. So we'd love to be on, man. Be awesome. But thanks for having me today. Keep it coming, man. You guys are great. Love you guys. No problem. All nice right. Job. Take care, John. See you, fellas.
well, we're really thankful that Josh could join us today. We know that he was super busy with something. He has to be. He's a college baseball player. Yeah. Any any collegiate athlete, I'm sure, is. Well, any of them that are getting paid. Most of them are getting paid. D1. I, I hope all of them are. D1. I mean, I wouldn't know if for, like, yes or no on that, but, like, they, sh- they should be. Okay. We're going to close that door because <laughs> we're not seg- segueing into that. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed our episode and our interview with Josh. Um, Let us know if you want to hear more phone interviews, I guess. Let us know if you want to be on the show. And there we will go. probably consider having you on the show. Yeah, you're going to have to get in a long line. Maybe we should just make like a Venmo and have people, if they want to be on the show, like Venmo us money. Cause that's I'm sure that's what like, um, why would anyone why would anyone pay us to be on our show? I don't know. I feel like there could be a few like, sus examples of people that would really want to be on our show. Like who? Yes, Garrett Turner. Oh, Garrett, I called you out. Oh, he called you out. He said you a broke boy. Let's 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 see if we can call Garrett in for an episode so Ooh, we can talk about his maybe. conservative. Um, well, also we're bringing politics back on the show. Woo! Boy. Yes. Maybe. But, I mean, hey, you're going to have to come to us. We're not coming to you. I mean, we did call you out. But, uh, hey, if, if you're out there and you want to be on the show and talk sports with us or anything or deliberate which animals could kill each other quickest. Don't. Don't what? You don't. said if you want to be on the show so, with us. I said don't. So if you, if you want... Someone to be on the sh- if someone wants to be on the show to deliberate animal deaths. Don't. Okay. All right. Well, as, as Bryson Tiller said, don't. <laughs> All right. Well, we're signing off. We hope you guys enjoyed our episode. We're gonna release some polls a little bit later. So we, we didn't even talk about the polls that we did. We didn't. I mean, we we hinted at the topics of them. Yeah, but should you know, we do it? Should we do what? Talk about talk the polls. about the polls. I mean, yeah, might as well. All right, I'll pull them up real quick on my uh, on my uh, Twitter. 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 All right. So the first poll we did was um, the uh, I think it was. Um, do you find the name Washington Redskins offensive? Yes. And I I was not a fan of that poll. I feel like that was a dumb question. No, it's a it's a current event kind of. The thing. overwhelming majority said no. So I feel like eighty nine percent of people. But do you think that do you think that yes was like just to be like ha ha I'm gonna be funny or like there's probably. actually somebody out there that's offended by that? It was probably just to be funny. Okay. Moving on. So next one says, after the Alex Smith trade, which team will Kirk Cousins be playing for next season? I, per, on my personal Twitter, voted for Jacksonville, but Denver won. Denver won by and my Lions. option. My option wasn't on here. I think he's going to the Giants. I already said that earlier. But these are the four like front runners in that. I believe. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, what other team? I saw. I saw the Bills won. Yes. The, the Bills, the Dolphins. Ooh. That's um, never gonna happen. No. <laughs> Want to read the next one? Yeah. Um, it says, "Who are you rooting for?" And we said, "I said rooting because." I wanted to make sure that it's not like who do you think is going to win, but who would you want to win? I'm surprised that it wasn't 100% Eagles. I can't, I can't imagine who is rooting for the Patriots besides Patriots fans. Yes. I don't think anyone actually wants to see them win it. 
he would much rather see like something traumatic happen in that game. I mean, come winter. on, man. Alrighty. <laughs> Next one. Who's the real winner in the Alex Smith trade to Washington? The options were Washington Redskins, Kansas City Chiefs, Kirk Cousins, or Miami Dolphins. Okay, now I made this poll. It got it got like no votes. It got nine votes. Nine. But I got an update the day after on my phone from the ESPN app that says reasons why the Miami Dolphins are the real winners in the Kirk Cousins trade. But so is that headline? I mean, the Alex Smith. Is that headline alone why you put it in there? Yes. Okay. So you, How were the Dolphins winning that trade? Did Did you read the article? I did, and it didn't. It still doesn't make sense. Was it one of those like, just something random, like you know, oh well, he's not gonna have to play Alex Smith unless they play. No, blah, blah, blah. no, it was it was actually. I think I could be re- I could have read it wrong, but I I think it said that teams that are overpaying a veteran quarterback are a winner yeah. in this trade. Overpaying? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we're overpaying Tannehill. Well, that's anyway. a whole different conversation. Anyway, who took the worst L from the Alex Smith trade? <laughs> I didn't like this this poll either because... Why? Read, read them. Kansas City, Washington, or Meek Mill? So, Washington Redskins and Meek Mill are tied at 45% of the 20 votes. And Meek Mill ends up somehow losing this poll. I don't, I don't know how, but... Meek Mill's tied for the win. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But he's tied for the loser of, of that oh, scenario. Oh, right. Okay. And then this last poll was, was Grant. No, no, no. But let me tell you why I did this. is because on Undisputed and The Herd with Colin Coward, uh, Keenan Allen was a guest on their show yesterday. And he told both of those podcast hosts... That he feels like he is the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's wrong. Well, I mean, he's confident, so he's, you can't fault him for that. But he's wrong. Okay. Self-awareness is also something that people should have. Yes. And he should know that he's not the best wide receiver. But the poll was not, is Keenan Allen the best He's not even a wide top receiver. five. So get, what's your top five then? Because this was actually something that was debated my top on five? my timeline in twi- on Twitter this week. My top five. My top five would be Antonio Brown. Okay. And this is a wait, no, wait, wait, no wait, particular wait, wait. order. Okay, that's no particular order. Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Junior, not Senior. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, and Ryan Switzer. No, not Ryan Switzer. <laughs> it's definitely not Keenan Allen. I'm blanking on somebody. AJ Green. Okay. Who else is in that? Mike Evans is in that category. Um, but yeah, AJ Green. AJ Green rounds out my top. Well, that, that's who I had in mind. Those my, five. Mine was uh, Nuke. It was Antonio Brown, Odo Beckham, Julio Jones, and AJ Green. That's what I just said. But I said, but I had, I had, we had texted about this prior, and that was mine. I think, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver. I would, I would think that it's, it's. You know, it used to be Julio Jones is by far the best, but I feel like talent wise, talent wise, I think that I mean Julio the Julio is, is the size of a perfect wide receiver. That is exactly what you would want your wide receiver to look like. But I feel like he's just I don't know, something's missing in, in 
Well, I know what's missing is Matt Ryan isn't throwing the ball enough. Well, he threw him the ball in the NFC Championship. It was a bad throw. No, he should not. That was not a bad throw. It was a bad throw. That was not at all a bad throw. It was a bad throw. It hit him straight in the hands. It it was a bad throw, but it should have been caught. It could have been thrown better, but I don't think it was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. Okay. But, no, are we in any... Are we going to have any conversation about how Robert Woods is even in the top ten of wide receivers? Oh, my gosh. I saw that. That was so retarded. We're not even going to go into that, but I just would like to say, if you think, honest to God... That Robert Woods and Jarvis Landry are in the top ten of wide receivers in the NFL. Who did he say that he that that Woods was better than? He said that Woods is better than Odell Beckham Jr. No, he didn't. I swear on my entire existence. No, he did not. Yes. Where? And I swear that I almost had an aneurysm. Like, where was sitting that? There. What do you mean where? Like where in the timeline? Yes. This I'm was. I'm gonna I look for. Think. I want to say it was yesterday, but don't quote me. I think it was at work. So if you're Someone that works at Bass Underwriters, and you're listening to that, please don't report me. But um, I started seeing all these tweets from an unnamed person saying that Odell Beckham is not a, in a good wide receiver in a nutshell. Okay, he followed it up by saying, okay, wait, so here it is. We're not naming him? No, we're not naming him. Hot take. Odell Beckham is the most overrated player in the league. Made one good catch. Can't play when the game matters. Acts like a child. He Does Does this person not tweet like Donald Trump? It, are any of those words capitalized? In all caps? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Well, then no, he's not like Trump. Okay. Well, first off, he... Whoever said... And then he followed that up by saying... Oh, no, no, no. He or she... Okay, yeah. Sure. Or um, fluent in gender... Okay, he followed it up. It followed it up by saying that. <laughs> and Tony, it, someone, someone said to him, he's a top wide receiver, top three wide receiver in the game. And then, which is obvious though, like that's not up for debate. And then he followed it up by he listed the players that are or the wide receivers that oh, are better than Odell. He says Antonio Brown. Okay, okay I'll give yes. him that. Jarvis Landry. Not at all, no. Keenan Allen. Uh, that's up for... That's, that, that, no, 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 no. Let me finish. No. Let me finish. Let me no. finish. Skip. Let me finish. That is a better one than Jarvis Landry. Okay, I'll give you that. Michael Thomas. That is a closer to a top five than Jarvis Landry. Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen, I think, are on the same level. Eh, yeah. Robert Woods. <laughs> Who? Robert Woods. The... The one the the dude ex, that had two good games for the, the Rams ex, and got hurt. The ex-Bill oh. that did nothing with the Bills. But that's another conversation. Then, this next person is far and away better than Odell. DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. And then the next, the next three... The next three are comical. Adam Thielen. Oh, my gosh. Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, I'll say Larry Fitzgerald's career... He's a greater wide receiver. Sure. There you go. It's, it's he's not better right now. No, no, he's not. Not right now, at least. If if you if you were starting a franchise in the NFL, I would still I would take Odell, yes, over Larry Fitzgerald. But right now, if you're starting a, a franchise in the NFL, if you take Larry Fitzgerald over Odell Beckham, like, what are you doing? But 
I mean, in Larry Fitzgerald's prime, if you oh. put him up against Odell Beckham in his well, prime, that would be more of a is thing. the greatest postseason wide receiver of all time. Oh, yes, I agree to that. Okay. And then the last one's Doug Baldwin. And that, that hurts because Doug is so good, but I would never in my entire existence ever say something that disrespectful. But Doug Baldwin is a monster. But if you put him on a team with another good wide receiver, I don't know. Because remember when they had Golden Tate? He was not this good of a, a wide receiver. He's, he's a LeBron James type of a player. who He's really good when he's the only person on his team. Anyways, I was completely kidding, by the way. That was I was about to lose it. But no, the Thielen one actually... The, the one on there that almost sent me to the hospital with an aneurysm was Robert Woods. That... If you, if you are someone that's listening to this and you genuinely, seriously think that Robert Woods is a better overall wide receiver than Odell Beckham, then here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to get into a vehicle. I would like you to find the nearest highway, and I would like you to enter the highway on the opposite side of the road and drive until you hit something big. Okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm going to tweet at him right now on the Peaked in High School, Peaked in High School podcast. So we're, rele- we're, we're releasing the name of this person now. Well, on Twitter, I'm going to say it. Wow. I'm a tad bit shook, to be perfectly honest. But no, that that was ridiculous. I think that might have been... I just tweeted it. That may have been, correct me if I'm wrong, the most outlandish sports opinion that I've ever heard in my entire life. So now that, that we got that out of the way, we could wrap up this episode. Yes. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, keep us keep uh, stay updated on our Twitter because we will be tweeting um, when we're going to release our next episode. And if you would like, like we said before, if you would like to be interested, if you would like to be interested, what's wrong with me? I don't know. You've been tripping on words all night. I have. I always am. Okay. But so if, if, you, if you are interested in being on an episode with us, please slide into our DMs. <laughs> yes. Well, one of us has a girlfriend, so that might not be a good idea. So slide into the Peaked in High School podcast, Twitter, DMs. Let us know why you think you should be on it. No, you don't even have to say that. If yes, you want to be on it, we'll, we'll get you on it. Uh, we need this dynamic. What if they're in prison? Then they don't have a Twitter. No, that's debatable. Because Kodak Black tweets all the time. On that note, we bid you all farewell. Until next time. All right. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, We will tweet when we're going to release the episode. So, peace.